0: Another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org.
1: You know we're in a world today that is going through serious and unexpected times, and of course with COVID-19, there is great challenges that arise. And for us as church, even today, here we are doing church online. And whether you're in Australia, here in New Zealand, even globally be connected online is just so interesting and it's a different style of church it's not the foot tapping jumping around with again people everywhere and coffee in the foyer but this is a time where I really believe that again God is wanting us to understand that we can develop a life-centered hope and I encourage you just to, to understand that in fact today I want to talk about an anchored hope And I just want to share with you some of the things that I have learned over numbers of years just walking with God in a very personable way. And we're going to go straight into the Scripture. We're going to go into God's Word, and we're going to look at Romans 15 and verse 13. And I see those that are joining us here. You can just be seated. Just be a part of it. Just relax. In fact, what a great way to do church. You can get a coffee from the kitchen. And you've got God's Word, and we've got worship coming to us. But Paul writes these thoughts, he said in a prayer, may the God of hope literally fill you with joy and peace as you trust him. It's so easy in times like this to realize we're not in control. But Paul says, you know, we've discovered the wonder of a father God. And as you learn to trust him, not just in the good times, but in the challenging times, joy, peace, peace. And internally we can be filled with hope that by the Holy Spirit you may even overflow in hope. That's not a plastic religion way of living, but that's like there is a depth to God that we find in the dark times. That there is a wonder of a security that we can access when all of our natural security runs out. And uh, there is a sense, of course, in many of us right now of hopelessness. There's a sense where it's kind of like we're not sure what's going on and that's what happens in tough times. There's darkness. It's like, what will my future look like? I've lost my job or I'm about to lose and I don't know how I'm going to live. I want to encourage you today that God's word brings a lot of hope. Uh, It brings strength to us in the Message Bible. Again, Paul writes in Romans 15 and verse 1, Those of us who are strong and able in faith, times of difficulty step in, Lend a hand to those who are faltering. And don't just do what's convenient for you, said Paul, but make sure each one of us should look into the needs of those that are around us, asking them, how can we help? Listen to this. That's exactly what Jesus did here on earth. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding the difficulties and troubles of people around him. No, he waded right in and helped out. And I want to encourage and challenge you today, if you've got a faith in God, this is not a time just to be self-centered. This is not a time to grab somebody else's toilet paper from the trolley next to you in in the supermarket. This is a time to say, hey, you know what? I'm here to try and inspire you. And uh, I've lived long enough to understand that in life there are seasons. This season is gonna pass. But it's this wonder of hope. I think hope, for me, catapults us towards an expanded future. And if you have a faith in God, if you say, well, I'm a Christian, remember that God is the center of all hope. And it's that hope, once you engage with it, unlocks your future, unlocks the wonder of God restoring what is lost in tough times. It unlocks the wonder of who God is. And, And I think there is an enemy, I have no doubt, there is an enemy at work that attacks hope. And the way that he does it is he uses fear. And he wants to ignite that fear in our hearts. And history shows us that that's what he does. There are times where, as you look back at history, mankind was out of control, but we made it through. And God is able to take each one of us. The psalmist puts it beautifully. And I've been sharing this month in our church around hope. But he says in Psalm 27, verse 13, I've realized that I would have lost heart unless I personally had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want to stir you up today. Yeah, we may not be together in church and things may feel very different, but uh, we're doing life together. We're doing church together. And today we thought we'd have a few people join us. So I've got Marie She keeps me in line, (laughs) and uh, she is such an inspiration to who I am. We've got Ben Mays. Ben, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to have you here, and also Caroline Wood. And I thought today we would just sit around the table, and we'd just unlock this thought of hope being an anchor. You know, there's something that I remember, recall, I think I was about 16, and uh, I think Dad was away, so we took his little 14-foot boat out on the harbour. And uh, we just thought, we're just going to use it, and then we'll clean it up. He'll never know. Uh, We went further than we'd been before, and the wind blew up. And we were literally in, I think, about two-meter swells in this little 14-foot boat. And uh, then the engine gave way. And so I did know enough that if you're in trouble, the key is to drop your anchor. So I scrounged around for the anchor. We threw it in only to discover that the anchor we were using didn't have the holding power. And so for the, the, the storm or the strength of the wind, uh, we were drifting, not just drifting sideways, but into rocks. And how many know that? That creates fear. <laughs> it's kind of like, what is going on? What are we going to do? Because now dad will know. <laughs> Especially if the boat does not return home. But I think that there is, as we read, a supernatural peace that comes.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: When we bring God in yeah. to the storm. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll start with you, Ben. Ben, yeah. you know, you, you have lived a fair bit of life, not as much as me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way. You're yeah,
3: on your way, yeah. as we all are.
1: Yeah. But have there, were there times, have there been times in your life where
3: you felt, man, what am I going to do?
1: I, I, I don't have what I need for this.
3: Yeah, I, I think there's a couple. There was one last year, actually. I was on a I was on a holiday, been one I've been saving up for, for years, and we were in Turkey and meant to cross over the border into Greece. And two days before we went, I discovered my passport had gone. Couldn't find it anywhere. And uh, I had to leave everyone I knew, go back into the city of Istanbul, which was 15 million people. I didn't speak the language. There'd been an earthquake a couple of days prior. I had no idea how I was going to get out. Um, and I was trying really hard to be very calm, and but just raging around me and there's actually a verse in um, Philippians and it talks about having a peace that passes understanding wow. and I kept praying God I need this peace, I need this peace and then reached a moment where I went well if it's peace that passes understanding I've got to either stick with what I can understand and how it's going to turn out and, and why it's all happening or I can choose that peace and I had to choose that peace in that moment rather than the understanding and thankfully made it out here today, I yeah. um, only had to sell a few organs to get here so that's fine That's <laughs> all good <laughs> that choice, though. I yeah, mean,
1: yeah. you know, let, let's talk about that for a moment because there is the human aspect. Yeah. When everything shifts so quickly, uh, how do we choose peace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, anyone got a thought on that?
4: Yeah, I think it's you've got a it's your response in the moment, and when our, when we know our hope is anchored in God, that choice becomes a whole lot easier because we're laying at the feet of Jesus anxiety, we're laying at the feet of Jesus fear, and then we're able to take on. What, God's, what God says about our lives so you know when we talk yes. about the peace of God that transcends yeah. all understanding yeah. that we can clothe ourselves in that yeah, yeah. Right.
1: yeah it's so cool I, I think it is a challenging thing to do sometimes when everything's coming at you, fear yeah. grips your heart uh, but faith is that antidote to fear and that thought of having an anchor, there was a time, there's a book in the Bible, obviously many of us would be aware, called Hebrews, and the Hebrew people were under a time of incredible persecution. In fact, if you carried a faith, many went to prison because that day said, we don't want this to exist. We're happy with religion, but we're not happy with this Jesus-centered faith uh, because we can't control that. And so many of them were in fear, and in Hebrews... Uh, chapter 6, verse 19, this verse, uh, the writer of Hebrews says, do you realize that hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor? And it's an anchor for our souls. In other words, our emotions, our fears, our uncertainties. And it leads us through a curtain, he went on to say, into God's sanctuary or literally into God's presence. What an incredible thought. Maybe today. You're just going, wow, I feel like I'm out of control. I'm worried about my business. I'm worried that there's sort of coronavirus even in my family right now. Whatever you're being faced with, there is a place where the presence of God yes. becomes stronger yes. than a fear. And I brought with me some anchors because I love the water and you may have seen them. But anchors have a very real role in their lives. Yeah. Uh, the one on the right here is called a grapnel anchor. And it's an anchor that is used... Uh, when you're over what they call foul ground because because of the spikes on the anchor. If you get stuck on the foul ground and it's time to go home and you can't release the anchor by pulling it, you can actually put so much pressure on it that you can straighten out parts of the anchor so it will come free and then you can take your anchor with you. The other is what they would call an all-purpose anchor. That uh, even in mud, it will, because of the nature of it, bury into the mud or the soft sand and provide a holding. With it, of course, great anchors all have a chain, and they all have rope that attaches it to the cleat on the boat. Uh, The other anchor I just threw in there, that's a friend of mine, Abe's anchor. Uh, I went to his boat to find an anchor. That's all he had. (laughs) But seriously, actually, the picture is this, that for some of us, we kind of got a faith out there maybe or a belief that there must be something more to life than just yeah. turning up yeah. and then going. Yeah. And, and our anchor is okay until we hit a storm. Yeah. That's the experience I had in the boat. And in the middle of that, it was like, wow, I don't know if, if I'm going to make it and this boat's going to get home. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, to finish the story, we were able to start the motor and, and we didn't hit the rocks. We did get home. But this thought of an anchored hope, it's kind of like sometimes our faith is so small that in times like this, this is where God's saying, I'm here. And I'll build your anchor. Uh, Some of us might have an anchor that go, yeah, we want to stay attached as long as it works for us. But if you take the middle anchor, you'll find that when you put that on the rock, you're not going anywhere. And it needs a chain. A chain chain actually works as something that stops the abrasion on the rope so it doesn't weaken the rope. But it also provides like a spring because of the weight of it so when the boat pulls, it's not a sudden jerk on the anchor. Mm -hmm. And the picture of that is that's like the relationship God wants with us. That if we were to attach hope to our heart, then everything would find security. And I was thinking about this verse in Hebrews 6 and 19 that this hope we have as an anchor to our soul. And if you read that chapter, I won't take time to do it, but maybe this week read Hebrews chapter 6. It's kind of like Abraham knew that the promise of God was real. And he knew that God was for him no matter what he was going through. And so he kept his course and God says, I'm going to bless you because you literally knew that I was for you. And here's a thought. I think if we're going to develop hope in our lives, the first thought I'd bring to the table is that we need to develop a knowledge that God is for us. Uh, Marie, you grew up with religion of sort, but this knowledge, when did that happen to you? Just did, Was there a time where it's kind of like, well, God's not against me even if I'm not doing all the right stuff? Actually, this knowledge Abraham Abraham had, God, you're for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah,
0: you know, I think as a child, I knew about God, but I didn't know God. And it was kind of like I liken it to having a rope without the anchor attached, and you pray and say, God, or whoever's out there, if you're listening, right. as opposed to coming to a place in my life where I accepted Jesus yeah. and... Now it's my prayers are, God, I know you're there and I know you hear me. Yes. And so the anchor is attached to the rope that is attached to the boat. Yeah. So when personal crisis has come, which we have had in our own family when you got melanoma, and I remember you saying, coming to a place, well, I'm ready. If God wants to take me, I wasn't too sure if I was ready, but you were ready.
1: That's a good thing, I think.
0: But yeah. <laughs> we did have to dig deep and say, okay, where yeah, is our hope? Yeah. What are, Where is our hope attached? Yeah. Do we have the anchor? Yeah. And I think in a personal crisis, that's where you find out whether you even have an anchor uh, or just a rope or whether your rope is attached because God is our hope, and that's where we put our trust. Yeah. And like you said, that scripture that says... We have a peace that passes all human understanding. And yeah. in that, yeah. that's where we anchor in the peace of Christ.
1: That's so good. You know, we've been teaching and talking about hope uh, over this month. And one of the great verses is 1 Corinthians 13, where the Bible says there are three things that remain. In other words, three things we must have yes. uh, faith, hope, mm. and love. Yeah. And that thought of the foundation of our lives being centered around that God loves us, he's for us, is a huge thing. And I want to encourage everybody today, if you feel like you've kind of drifted away, God hasn't drifted. God loves you like a father that has no conditions on love. You're my kid. Maybe you've never experienced the love of God. Man, that's life transforming. That's not religion. That's a point where we get to choose and say, God, would you meet us here? And so I I think if we're going to live an anchored hope, the first thing is this knowledge that God is for me. He loves me. The second thing I'd say, and again, you find it in Hebrews 6, it's that after Abraham patiently endured, he obtained the promise. This thought that today is not the end of our story. (laughs) You know, there is panic buying. There is panic everywhere in the world right now, but it's not the end of the story. Uh, We can look back, as I said earlier on in history and go, no, it's not the end. You, You may have a picture which gives you now's reality. But it's not the end of the story. I look back on some of my photos and I thought, man, I wish I was back back then. But back then, that wasn't the end of the story. Here I am today. It's a, what I'm saying is, things just keep on moving. And it's okay, there is a God that keeps the universe in balance. And it's not the end. And so we can stand in that and, and really take hold of that. Uh, I, I think we, we seriously fail in life when we give up before the finish line yeah. Yeah. Uh, were there times Caroline for you that uh, you found yourself in a place where it's kind of like what the heck am I going to do now only to discover it wasn't the end of the story
4: yeah absolutely um, a number of years ago Jono um, my husband got cancer and in that journey um, I remember the first night just waking up and my mind was going 10 to the dozen and I was like and then I just felt like as I was going to sleep, felt like the Holy Spirit whisper in my ear and say, Caroline, who's, who's your faith in? And in that moment, it was like this transaction that took place where I knew that actually, you know what? I need to lay at the feet of Jesus, fear yeah. and anxiety. And I didn't I, I didn't know what the future held. I didn't know why it was happening, but I knew that my trust was in God, and yeah. that I had to anchor my hope in who He was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think faith is a for us, faith is a, um, it's a response. It's not a reaction. Yeah. And when we know that faith is our response, miracles happen. Yeah. And we saw miracle after miracle after miracle take place. Um, but it was that, that moment when I actually began to lean into God and go, you know what? I
1: trust you, Jesus. So you. I
4: trust you through this. Yeah.
1: Not an easy thing to lay down fear. No. Yeah. Because it's so real. And we definitely don't want to make light of that. We, we are in troubling times. Uh, when I was thinking about it this week, I thought, well, literally fear, if it's allowed to grip us and hold us, it disempowers our potential for a greater tomorrow. And so we've got to acknowledge fear. But I love what you said. You've got to pick it up and lay it down. And I suppose it is a challenge for all of us. What do we do? Where do we go with what's bigger than us? And if we don't have an anchor, if we don't have a knowledge that God is for us, that this is not the end of our story. It was Martin Luther King Jr., great quote, who said this, the ultimate measure of a man or a woman is where they stand in moments of comfort and, is not where they stand rather, in moments of comfort and convenience, but where they stand in times of challenge and controversy. And it's, it's not a downer, that. It's just like, just maybe this is the season where we look at and say, what size is the anchor? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, what size of security do we have in a God that's bigger than who we are? Yeah. Yeah. And living that anchored hope. Uh, the third thing that you find in Hebrews chapter six is that it is impossible for God to lie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for us, or I know in my journey of life is developing and living an anchored hope is there needs to be a conviction that grows on the inside that God is true to his word. God is not the author of bad things and some religious people may say that. God doesn't make bad things happen. God is in control yet he stands back at times because it's times when we're out of control we look for a bigger anchor and God draws us to a place where we might know him but God is true to his word. And God has promised that he will work everything together for good. Yeah. And I pray that that inspires your hope and builds your hope today. Yeah. If you feel like you've been depleted, that's okay. We all get to that place. We are humans. Yeah. But God, it is impossible for him to lie. Yeah. If God can lie, he is not God. Yeah. So he is the author of all truth. And, and uh, if you go out in the boat, to be honest, and uh, you decide you're going to stay overnight, which we've done a couple of times... You think about the anchor differently because if the anchor that you set is not set, so you want to know what's underneath. You want some rock down there and you want to make sure it's set because if the wind changes overnight, you don't want the anchor to pull free. If you don't have the guarantee that it's set in the right kind of foundation, you don't sleep. And I think we're in a world that's not sleeping. I think we're in a world where it's kind of like, even as Christians, it's like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, You know what Jesus said? He said, two types of things you can build your life on, sand or rock. Sand is your own strength, your own ability. It's what you've built. Uh, But your anchor's going to pull when the wind blows. And the wind is blowing now. Or you can set it on a rock, which is Jesus. And he doesn't change. He's for us. Uh, 2 Timothy 1 verse 12 This is what, again, Paul writes, my suffering is no cause of shame. He found himself in a place that he was out of control because I know the one whom I have believed. Hear his words, and am convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him right up until the end. And today's a day where we get to choose and we make a decision Ben, you
3: were sharing with me a life verse. Yes. What was that? Well, um, that, has, that verse actually has kind of become yes. my life verse. Uh, and it's, I think it's because it's, you know, a lot of what you really believe and who you really are comes out when it gets hard. Yeah. Yes. And for the Apostle Paul, this was at the later end of his life. Uh, he was in prison. Like, he'd been serving God faithfully. The guy had been shipwrecked. He'd been attacked. Like, he'd been through everything you can possibly imagine. And if I was him, I'd think, man, I've done all this stuff for you, God, so now it's got to be easy and find himself in prison at the end of his life. And I just love his conviction. I love that verse doesn't say, I know what I have believed. But he said, I know whom I have believed in. Like, I've seen God's faithfulness. I've seen him lead me. I've seen him look after me. And so even in this situation, it's okay, because I know whom I have believed in, and I'm convinced he's able to guard what I've entrusted to him. So I'm not, I can't predict what will happen tomorrow, but I know who my God is, and I know who my trust is in. And so therefore, I have peace in this season. I would say the reality for any of us, we can sit
1: around a table like this, lights on, cameras, action, and come across like you've got it all together. I think we would be the first to say, when you really encounter God, you become more real, not more plastic. And you're in a place of dependence, and that's a good thing. It's like I can't any longer just allow my life to be dependent on my marriage or upon my ability to do whatever, but I can come back and say there is a rock I can drop my anchor on and as long as I've got the chain and I've got the rope and it's attached solidly to me we can weather the storms and for all of that there is this again this final thought out of Hebrews 6.19 which I read at the beginning this hope we have as an anchor for our soul and this is the thought that when we as humans personally encounter God's presence it's then that we secure lasting hope you can have a little anchor that is cute, and maybe it, it's, it's on the wall. Thanks, Abe. It, uh, it hangs on the wall somewhere, and it's like, wow, that's a cool, cute little. What would you ever use that for? But there comes a point where it, you know you don't want to go forward just with that little anchor. You, you want to move into a place where, again, you have lasting hope, and the security of that lasting hope is this thought that we've encountered the presence of God.
2: Yes.
1: You know, I today, I want to say to everybody, God's longing to step in to our anxiety. God's longing to step into our fear. He understands it. And he just says, but the answer is not becoming a stronger, better kind of outside Christian. It's just my presence. Give access to my presence. And when you give access to my presence, even if you've got a strong faith, it's kind of like it reminds you. I've got an anchor that can hold through this. Yes. I've got a God that is committed to what I've entrusted to him. I've trusted him with. Yeah. And maybe right now you can't see it, but it's not the end of the story. Yeah. The finish line hasn't arrived yet. Yeah. And if we can just back each other, if we can back those in authority in our nation, yes. yeah. not say, well, they should do this. No, 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 just back them. Yeah. Know yeah. that God's got the bigger picture. Yeah. And uh, maybe get with some other people. If you're in a group today, when we finish... Why don't, why don't you just talk this through a little bit and say, How hey, I'm feeling this? Would, would you pray for me? Or what can I do? And, and as we were instructed, like Jesus, let's be there for each other. But, but better than even that is the moment we say yes to God, His presence floods our hearts. And it's in that point where things really begin to change and anchor has a need to be deployed. If you want safety, you've got to deploy the You can have the anchor in the boat all the time, but if you don't put it in when the winds are blowing. And for all of us, I think we even as a church, it's kind of like, well, God's got tomorrow so therefore I'm just going to do what I need to do today, which is bring him close. Allow God's presence to cover who we are. Because if you don't deploy an anchor, the boat can go side on. That's when it fills with water. Even with an anchor, you put that down in the biggest of storms point the bay, bow into it, the waves will crash around it and not fill it. And today there is a God in heaven that loves everyone that is connected here and He wants you to know that He, he loves you. Yes. Yeah. He, he loves me, He's a part of who I am and that means that God's for me so I can come to Him no matter where I find myself. Uh, that understanding as I shared that today is not the end, that God's gonna use all of this in a special way. A conviction that God's Word is true. Go to God's Word, begin to read it and begin to again say it out loud that God, His Word is true, He can't lie. And that His presence, when I encounter personally, His presence, there is a securing, I tie that anchor to my cleat of lasting hope.